Well, we did more episodes by 50% than the entire run of the show. But today is the end. <laughs> today is the last day. Lori, how are you feeling about this being the end? You know, I'm, I'm sad. But, but I'm glad somebody found their Prince Charming. All right. Well, here it is. For the last time, this is Fighting <laughs> Prince Charming. Camp. We are here. We are queer. Get used to it. Welcome to the final episode of Fighting Prince Charming, the 2016 uh, recap of the 20, the horrible, by the way, 2016 reality gay dating show, Finding Prince Charming. Uh, I am Joe Batance, your host, and from uh, the Bloody Podcast. Oh, but oh, and and I'm joined as always for one last time by one Italian co-host from the Bloody Podcast. Please say, Mary, was it worth it? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Hi. Are you? Uh, no. Be honest. Are you in any way? Okay. Look, you and I talk all the time, right? So we're not we're not saying goodbye to each other. But in <laughs> in some way, are you sad to be leaving this world? I am. I feel. I feel sad because it's you know it's like when you. I'll put it this way. Uh, I I got teared up a little bit. Did you really? And it, yeah, and it wasn't because I I was upset with the sh- I'm the, but I just missed the process. You know, yeah. I like talking to you about this show. I like boiling it down, and mm-hmm. um, I I got laid off one time from a really shitty uh, call center job, mm-hmm. and I remember leaving the job and feeling like a mix of like. Oh, I finally I don't have to work there anymore. But then also like, well, now what am I going to do? And I think that was this what what exactly what I felt with this podcast. Whereas I was like, oh, I don't have to watch the show anymore. But then like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do with my free time? How am I going to just, you know, so I'm in roast mode and it's it's hard to get out of it. Do you think this is the last time we're going to do these confessionals? That's actually the part I think I'm saddest about. It's a bit we developed for the show. I don't know if it will work in any other show. Joe still won't talk to me about our son. (laughs) You know, I just, I feel like I thought that maybe doing this podcast would help us get closer, but he just refused to acknowledge it. I think Lori has our son. Wait, could you repeat that? I didn't quite get that. <laughs> I think Lori has our son. <laughs> I thought you said Lori is a son. Um, yeah, no, I have I have our son and he uh, you know, he'll be like, "Hey, Where's my son? And I'm like, oh, finally, now you're going to talk about it. (laughs) 
Our son is a five-year-old pound of Farmer John Bacon. <laughs> pound, uh, half a pound now. <laughs> okay, no, honestly, uh, what were your thoughts watching this final episode? Boring, not boring. What were your what were what were your uh, what were your thoughts here, Lori Roggenkamp? Um. You know, there was a moment, and I think we'll 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 get to it. And I, I I think you might know what I'm talking about. Where, as a human being, as somebody who you know wants people to to you know be responsible, I was like, oh, that was a really nice moment. That was a good mm-hmm. adult moment. Yeah. As a watcher of a reality show, the entire show was boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, this is the most boring finale i've ever seen in my entire life and honestly i and we'll get to it i honestly feel like the person who got picked eric Mm -hmm. like kind of even though he was saying that he's in love with robert and he was saying that he wanted to be with robert i don't think he was happy (laughs) that he got picked (laughs) I honestly feel like if you look at his facial expressions, he was like, he kind of looked really disappointed. And then when he was like, him and Robert were like walking off, it, he just looked like, oh, God damn it. Now I got to talk to him after yeah, the show. Now no, we did pretend like we like each other. Um, you know what's funny is, and we'll talk more about this at the end. I actually believe Robert's tears at the end. And I believe them because I think he wanted to choose Brandon and he should have chosen Brandon. And there's something, I don't know if it was the producers, I don't know if it was his own, like maybe I should pick Eric because it looks better kind of thing. I, any, well, let's jump into the show. This week, the guys pack up their things and head out to Palm Springs. Everyone gets their own suite in a private villa and they all go swimming as soon as they get there. In the pool, Robert reveals his past as a male ex- escort. Next, all of the guys go and paint a rainbow crosswalk on a deserted street in Palm Springs. Brandon gets hurt while celebrating the completion of the crosswalk and goes to the hospital where he learns he bust his Achilles tendon. Back at the villa, Dylan feels that Robert doesn't feel the same way about him as he does about Robert, and Robert confirms his feeling, and Dylan goes home. Robert has an awkward solo date with Eric and an amazing solo date with Brandon, so of course, in the end, Robert Robert chooses Eric to be the winner of Finding Prince Charming. Laurie, name one thing you liked about the episode. Um, <clears throat> this is the thing that I liked, but I thought was boring. Mm-hmm. I really liked how Dylan handled yeah. his, his uh, interaction with Robert when he talked to him about their connection. I was surprised. I was expecting something more dramatic. Yeah. I thought it was very adult. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very upfront. I, I'm glad he didn't say things like I love you or, you know, anything. He just said, I feel like I have a connection to you, but I feel like your connection, I don't feel like, I think our connection's getting further and further apart, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I felt like Robert handled it really well. And Robert could have easily been like, no, I, you know, string him along. And he was just like, look, yeah, my connection is more strong, is stronger with the other two. And then he just said, okay, I'm going to go. And that was it. And as a, like, again, as an adult, I was like, that is really well handled. As a reality TV watcher, I was like, come on. The one time that you yeah. need to act crazy, you don't. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, man, Dylan. 
Well, don't so, you think that Robert was on his way over there anyway to ask for his tie back? And that Dylan could see the writing on the wall and was like, I'm going to quit. Well, I think I think what happened was is I think Robert – I think no matter what, I think Dylan was going to leave. Yeah. I think Robert was over there to let him know. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. That he wasn't going to be asking him out on a date. Yes. Because if you look at the schedule of who was going out – there would have been no time for Dylan. Exactly. Because Eric was going out with him and then uh Brandon went out. So it would have been like either he would have gone out to like some random brunch thing mm-hmm. or he would have gone <coughs> excuse me. Or he would have gone out or he wouldn't have got so I think Robert was going over there. But then what was weird was that Robert goes, oh, you wanted to talk to me. So maybe, because remember before Dylan goes, I need to talk to Robert. Mm-hmm. So maybe Dylan was like, asked the producers or at some point had asked Robert, can I talk to you before you go on your date? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that might have been it. But yeah, I don't, I, I think no matter what, I think Dylan would have gotten his answer because if he had decided to stay, like, I think that's why I was, I was hope. here's how I was hoping it would go. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it'd go where, where Dylan would say, you know, I want to know what our connection is. And Robert's like, yeah, I do. I do feel a connection with you. And I do think that we could possibly have something. And then yeah. Dylan go, okay, great. Yeah. I was really worried about that. Um, and then Robert goes, okay, so, um, I'm not going to be able to go on any dates with you because I've chosen Eric and Brandon for my t- the two last dates. Yeah. So I, and then Dylan go, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> so that was how I was hoping it would go. But I've it was never just seen, very. I've never seen anyone write fan fiction on a recap show before, just the way you just did. Oh, I'm I'm great at it. Yeah. Uh, no. So I I just was a little disappointed at how. How it it just was so like non dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole episode, the whole episode was just very well. Brandon and Eric aren't very dramatic at all. So no, and even even Eric Eric walks in after his date and tells Brandon like, "Hey, I know that you really like Robert, and I really like Robert. Yes. So it's it's difficult, but it's it's like it's nothing like Chad and Dylan. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, guys. Eric- somebody spit in somebody. It's face. so funny that you're saying like I was taking notes, and I had my I was using my computer on my lap, and I had my fingers already ready to go. Like Eric goes and brags to Brand about his date, but it was actually a very uh, mature way of saying of recognizing the the peculiar situation that they're in. You know, yeah. and saying like, hey, I had this date, but you know, was actually very much, which you never saw anyone on the show do is Eric goes in there and says like, oh, I had a great date with him. But, you know, I, you know, no, you guys have such a great connection. Like he's building Brandon up for their date. Yeah. He's actually being a, a friend. Yeah. And yeah, I, I thought, and I, I also liked how they go from a place in Altadena or something in, um, where there's a giant pool mm-hmm. and they, they spend most of their time in the pool to where they go to a place in Palm Springs and then they immediately go in the pool. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, 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 such a new place. I was thinking about that. Wait till we get to the air. Let, let's actually go beat by beat here. After Justin's elimination, the guys pack up their belongings and head out for Palm Springs. Eric- Legendary. Legendary, world famous. World Palm famous Palm and legendary Palm Springs. Eric, while he's packing, does say he's in love with Robert. Which I thought yes. was very odd. Uh, Dylan uh, does as well. Oh, does he? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. He says it and Eric says it. Brandon's Brandon hints that he's falling in love with Robert, but I don't think he's he ever says I love Robert. What's funny is in the past few days, I read an interview with Eric Leonardo's winner of Fighting Prince Charming, and uh, in it, he said that he had only spent a combined 20 hours with Robert by the by the end of the whole thing. Well, so, that's probably why he was in love with them. He didn't really yeah, get to know. Exactly. The next day, the boys say goodbye to the house and head out to Palm Springs. Much to their surprise, Robert is inside the car, and on the way over, they, they just chit-chat, and they, go, and they go to this private villa in Palm Springs. At the villa... Uh, when the when the guys walk in, and by the way, they have really nice suites in each of these in this villa. Each of the yeah. guys has their own hashtag framed. The frat, the hash that they came up with, and Robert wrote each of them a letter. The letter seemed so generic to each of them. I I honestly feel like it was the same letter. Yeah, and then they it were was tearing just up. like it was just like written in you know their names because they were reading it, and it all like went together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, okay, then they go swimming, okay? And Dylan says in the confessional that he wants to feel wanted, but he's feeling ignored because Robert seems to be paying more attention to Eric and, and uh, Brandon. Now, while they're in the swimming pool, Robert decides he's going to open up about his secret. I want to talk about this here. And this is something we've known all along on the show. But Robert, and I think Robert's being a little dishonest here. He makes it seem that it only happened for a short time while he was in college, but he reveals that he was an escort. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a lot to say about before I make my statement. Lori, what is your statement about this moment when Robert reveals he's an escort? Um I I think that uh I think it was like feigned surprise. Mm-hmm. Like I think Robert uh Brandy even goes, everybody's like, wait, what? And it's like I think everybody knew that. Um I uh I will say and I'm going to the the little that I watched of the reunion I'm going to comment on right now but oh, so I will say seen, that I thought it was You've seen the reunion. You've seen the reunion. I did watch like a part of the reunion, yeah. Okay. And um I did think it was a little frustrating that Brodney mm-hmm. um one of the first things when Robert comes out Brodney goes I felt like we had a great connection and I felt like we Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I felt like Bronny wasn't admitting to the fact that he knew that Robert was an escort. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that was why he was so closed off. And I thought that was weird. He was like, I thought we had a really great connection. It's like, no, you didn't. You were like, as soon as you saw him, you're like, oh, shit, that's the guy that drinks people's cum. (laughs) that could work out because in articles I've read that we learned that they the producers did not find out until after production started that Robert had been an escort. So really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's probably maybe Broadney told them, but See, um, the, the, but the, also the thing is, is like who gives a crap? I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like I think, in, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think about you know this was what 2016, 2015, 20. They recorded it in 2016. So 2016? Oh, no, no. They might have recorded in 2015. They recorded in 2015. 2015? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in 2015, even in 2015, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I know that we've kind of become more, like, you know, um, positive about sex workers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But even then, I mean, that was only five years ago. So I can't imagine that that was such a crazy thing. It's like, who gives a crap? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't. 
I guess like him. Here's the thing. I think it would have been crazier. Or I think it would have been more uh, divulging if he were to be more open about the experience that he had. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just kind of did a blanket statement. I was an escort. And I thought that was kind of just very... Well, again, also framing it as if it only happened for a short amount of time while he was in college. Which it would be like if you know. um, if uh, uh, Eric basically said, I, I have a confession to make. Um, I was diagnosed with a uh, sexually transmitted disease. And that's it. And just left it at that. <laughs> it's like, you kind of need to go more in depth. Yeah. You know, uh, here's my take on it. You know, one of the things you always hear when people talk about this, especially in the gay community, even when I had a conversation with Paul uh, about this, who, by the way, uh, update on this, Paul said, I'm going to take the weekend last weekend and listen to some of the episodes. Never heard back from him ever again. Yeah. That's fine. On my take, I've never messaged him again. I figured he would reach out once you listened to him. Well, maybe reach out to him and see what he says. All right. And then, you know, if he ghosts us. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I I would be done. shocked. If he, although I will say another yeah. thing from the union. Yeah. Charlie is really attractive. Charlie is very attractive. I was shocked by how, like, little they went to Charlie. Like, I was just kind of like, man, Charlie's attractive. Yeah, they're crazy. Anyway, um, one of the things you always hear, Paul said this, you hear always hear people want to talk about it, was that they don't want to... Uh, shame sex workers or bring, you know, like, uh, you know, have any sort of phobia about it or, or, you know, stigma. There's no stigma with it. You know, sex workers deserve respect. And I actually agree with that. You know, uh, yeah. I personally could never visit a sex worker, but if you were a sex worker and you frequent, I have no judgment on that whatsoever. Yeah. But I, I used feel- to, I used to be like very prejudiced about that, but I think it's just, you know, ignorance comes from pre- prejudice comes from ignorance. And I think once people, I heard more stories and I, you know, heard more people talk about it and stuff. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I find it a little, um, I don't know. I find it a little just generic the way he, it's like he took something that was kind of interesting and made it very, eh. Yeah, but what I was going to say is what you can tell on the show is that um, the show sees it as a negative thing. Like the interview, they, they, they ask the people in there, and Dylan and Brandon and Eric and even and Robert, they're very like, this was a horrible thing I did in my past and I'm ashamed of it. And they're very like, look, we all do horrible things. <laughs> And I'm like, there's. I actually don't think that there is any any shame in it. It has to do with who you're talking with. But like, if if there's shame in sex work, it's that person who 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 is thinking those bad things. They're bringing yeah. their shit to the table. Like, if actually Robert ever told me he was an escort, I'd be like, oh, cool, or whatever. Okay, right? yeah. But uh, but the sh- and I'm not saying I'm not. I got the sense too in the confessionals that the producers asked them to comment on this. I'm not even saying that Dylan, Brandon, and Eric feel this way. Uh, I'm sure if, yeah. if you're a gay man living in Los Angeles, you're gonna know at least one person or two people who are have done sex work or who are sex workers. So I don't yeah. see why they would uh, have any judgment about that whatsoever. Um, yeah. And but it seemed like the show wanted to put again, like you and I said at the very beginning, the show seemed to be written by like older, by either older white gay men or a bunch of gay, a bunch of straight women. Yeah, I, I agree. And also I think it, it could have been framed in the way 
Like, um, they could have asked Brandon, like, have you ever done anything embarrassing in your life? And he could be like, yeah, I've done a lot of embarrassing, you know, so it couldn't even like, they could have even framed the question to have him answer it in a way that he didn't mean it to come out. Like yeah. he thought sex work was embarrassing. He was just answering a, a different question. Yeah. You know, um, I remember I was watching, a. I can't for the life of me think of the name of the dating show, but this was a while ago, but there was, a a dating show, um, and, the woman it was a woman choosing which guy to uh uh to date Mm -hmm. and then what would happen is is that the people would reveal like uh embarrassing secrets or embarrassing things about themselves Mm -hmm. throughout the thing and then she would pick based off you know the embarrassing secret which one she wanted to keep Mm -hmm. so she keeps this guy and then at the end he she reveals her embarrassing secret and then she, and then he has to decide whether or not he wants to stay with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this guy, like, I forgot what it was, but it was like essentially like, you know, um, I I like having things like shoved up my butt or some mm-hmm. random, yeah. like really, like really like intimate thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she picks him at the end. Mm-hmm. And her embarrassing thing is that she used to date Fabio. Okay, and he was like, "You might as well." He, she might as well have said, "I was, uh, I was a sex worker, and I jacked guys off with the back part of my thighs." Like he thought it was so weird. Like he was just like, "What?" And then he was like, "No, I'm not dating. No, you dated Fabio." And I was just like, (laughs) "Why would you think that's a bad thing?" I literally would be like. That is awesome. (laughs) Tell me what was Fabio like? Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think that like, yeah, people just have a weird thing about like sexual partners and dating and stuff. And it's just, I think it's still kind of, especially in the straight world, I feel like it's very tab, still taboo. And so that's why I think that it, it, there were some straight producers because I feel like only straight producers would see that as like a negative. Well, it, it, you know, when I was talking to Paul, I, I made fun of you know <laughs> Paul. I mean, of uh, Robert drinking cum from a condom, and Paul was giggling. He said, "Like I don't really want to m- make fun of sex workers." And I go, "Look, I don't like look. I don't see a, a thing a problem with sex work." I go, "The problem is, and this, I still hold on to this is." Robert drank come from a condom. Great, do that if you want to do that for money, and that's two people to grieve. Fine, but then he would judge other people. If you remember yeah. on this show, he would get rid of people for <laughs> weird things. Like they don't want to be there for him or they brought up somebody in the pool or whatever. And I'm like, who are you to judge? I mean, I yeah. mean that's the point of the show. But the logic and what he would judge people for because someone, you know, like in theory, like in other words, let's say he found out Sam and Chad hooked up in the pool house. If he were to let them go because of that, I would find that very hypocritical. And, well, and Paul, I, but Paul's told me stories that I I don't feel comfortable sharing because they're Paul's stories to share of stuff that happened after the show that uh, even put Robert in a more negative light in terms of that stuff. Really? Yes. Um. I uh, also just FYI, this is the what I was talking about where I say that you mentioned something and then don't want to share it. So just FYI, <laughs> keep that in mind. Um. No, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like everybody's done something that, you know, is a little, you know, uh, 
whatever can be seen as taboo or, mm-hmm. or something. But I think in this scenario, I mean, that's what he was put in as he has to be the decider of these things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you can't necessarily say like, well, something from your past dictates that you don't have the right to judge people in the present. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a little, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, that's what he was hired to do. So it's like, you can't necessarily be like, well, that's hypocritical. It's like, well, well he, he was can, asked he to could do find it. different reasons to do it. All right. Anyway, so uh, afterwards, they're lounging by the pool. Lance comes in and he announces that. Wait, what's funny? <laughs> if you think about this, Lance walks out. By the way, it's very hot in Palm Springs and he's wearing like a full suit or something, right? And he comes yeah. out. He's like, my, one of my favorite places on the entire planet. Palm Springs. And he says, it doesn't say like the legendary the or wor- legend- everybody keeps saying, calling it either world famous. Yeah. Excuse me. Or legendary. It's like, what? I mean, I, I think Palm Springs is, is a fun place, but mm-hmm. is it legendary? I guess it is. I mean, it's very strange. <sighs> anyway, so he comes, if you think about this, so Lance walks up, announces where they are, which they already know. Okay. Yeah. And then he says, Robert has something to tell you. So Lance essentially came out to say that Robert, who is sitting with them. Who has been awkwardly in the pool with them. Yeah. And just sitting revealed, and staring at everybody yeah. for hours now. Yeah. And was in a car with them all the way over there. He, yes. Lance walks in and says that Robert's going to reveal something to them, right? And, and then but, walks away. Yeah, and then bye, everyone. Right, but Robert, what Robert reveals is they're gonna. The, the, I don't. Is it that day or the next day? I'm gonna be that day. They're gonna go paint some crosswalks, uh, rain the gay rainbow pride colors. Yeah, and and everyone's way more excited. I would be like, oh god, I just got here in and this I, heat, in this heat, and I was swimming, and I'm because I don't know about you. When I swim in the heat, I'm. In fact, I don't know if you know. Little revelation here. I have a swimming pool here, right? With a uh-huh. spa. Every night, every night, Lori, I get in the spa. It's the last thing I do. Because by the time I get out of the spa, I'm so relaxed. All I want to do is collapse and go to sleep. I watch YouTube videos and I go to fall asleep. Okay? Yeah. And I take a shower, get the chlorine off me, dry off, watch YouTube videos, go to sleep. And so the last thing I would do after going swimming and hearing that the guy I might want to be in a relationship with is a male escort, the last thing I would do is go paint a crosswalk. Yeah. I Well, I, I that's funny you say that because I'm the same way. Like, I don't know what it is about being in a pool, mm-hmm. but being in a pool for me just drain, zaps the energy out of me. Yeah. Like, I literally am like... All I want to do is shower and go to bed. Yeah. Like, that's it after I get out of the pool. So, yeah, if, if somebody were to tell me that we had a whole other, like, full day of plans, I would yeah. be like, oh, God damn it. Like, <laughs> well, what's funny is, you know, one of the hardest parts about painting is the, the hardest part about painting is the prep. Okay? Yeah. That's taping the walls, taping everything that you need to do, getting rid of everything, all that stuff. That's the, the actual painting is easy, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, but the, um, but the putting the paper down and making sure everything's exact when they get to this crosswalk, it's all done for them. It's all done. And can we also point out that it's not cemented in the ground? What do you mean? It's, it's, it's literally, it's a cardboard thing that they have on the crosswalk. Oh, is it? Yeah. Let me look while you say, I don't believe you. I'm going to look now. I don't believe you. It's the white, the white thing is like a, a flat. Car, it looks like a like a flat either paper or cardboard thing. 
Did you notice that, um, by the way, they, they were on some... If you've never been to Palm Springs, Palm Springs is such a bizarre place. So there, there are two main roads, and they're actually one main road, but uh, the one goes in one direction, another goes in the other direction. Okay? Uh-huh. I can't remember what the names of the streets are, like Indian Country Hill or something like that, right? Yeah. And those are the main loop, basically a loop. Okay. Isn't Bob Hope Drive one of them or something? It could or? be. It could be. Like they, they, so one goes like south and one goes north, and it's a loop essentially that goes through Palm Springs. Yeah. And but uh, and this is very strange for being the world famous Palm Springs, and you can tell this is one of those places here. Is I wouldn't say there are dis- so there's a very busy area part of it, but I would say there's another part of it that's like there are parts of it that I would kind of almost say deserted. Yeah. It's weird or like under construction or in development or it's underdeveloped. What do you think? Well, I, I agree. And I also think that Palm Springs, in my opinion, is a little like Los Angeles because like um a lot a lot of the areas where people call, quote unquote call Palm Springs are different are different cities. Mm-hmm. Like Cathedral City is mm-hmm. where they were painting that sidewalk. It, oh, it wasn't is? Palm Springs. Yeah. Oh, that was Cathedral you, City. How and so you, wait, how could you how did you know that? I looked it up. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Um, and but what what I'm saying is is like like my parent my uh, grandparents live in Cathedral City, but okay. when people ask them where they live, they just say Palm Springs because uh-huh. it's easier to say Palm Springs than Cathedral or Palm Desert. Yeah, Palm Desert, Palm Springs. Palm, yeah. Like, in fact, you so, could be in Palm Desert, and it's so smooth of a transition. You could be driving in Palm Springs, thinking you're in Palm Springs, and you're actually in Palm Desert. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it's basically like a. Uh, uh, you know, it's like in Orange County, you can be driving from Anaheim and be in Fullerton and yeah. not even realize that you're in yeah. Fullerton, you know. And so I think that it's it, it's just but it's just easier to say um, that you're in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that? It's not a real. <laughs> it's not really. Wait, OK, I'm so I'm seeing the big white card, but I'm thinking I thought that was the part that's like basically, you know, when you paint. Over something you have to have. I'm gonna look at that right now. I'm gonna keep being no, because they, they they when you see the tape, it's uh-huh. white. It's over the white thing, so it's not like it's like they're they're painting. They're painting just the white. They're still painting on the on the cardboard. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's not real. Okay, what happens when they take it off though? Let me see. Let me just take. I think Lori's right though. That's when I, because okay, so here's because that's when well, I they never it. show it. They never. You're right. They never show it completed. You're right. They show it completed, but see, they, um. Oh, I think that's why Brandon hurt himself was because that was he was doing that thing on the on the cardboard. Oh, interesting. All right, go on. I'm sorry. So, um, can I tell you about my theory about why? Robert picked Eric instead of Brandon. Well, we're not there yet. Okay. Well, it, it comes. It has to do with what comes up after the with Brandon being injured. Oh, Lori, you're right. I wouldn't. You know, it might not be carpet. It might be canvas. But it's not. It's not. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay, so let's continue on then. All right. So um, they paint this crosswalk, and then Brandon is dancing around, and then Brandon gets hurt. He somehow – it's so funny how casual he is. You would think that he has something in his shoe. But it turns out to be yeah. very, very and serious. He says he's in a lot of – and if you – I've never – I've strained my Achilles tendon, but I've never – or I've, I mean sprained my Achilles tendon, but I've never like – but I when I sprained my Achilles tendon, it was 
painful. Oh, really? And so I can't imagine like popping it that, mm-hmm. I mean, and he was just so like, he was saying he was in pain, but it just looked like he was like, Oh, a hangnail. Yeah. <laughs> just, um april patches in the chat room says she works in cathedral city and both palm springs and cathedral city have underdeveloped areas and rough areas outside of the resort parts yeah and so like it's very very strange and the reason i point out is like that's where i think that they are i think you well you pointed out they were in cathedral city i thought they were in one of those like random (coughs) deserted there it's bizarre in palm springs it's super nice and then there will be a street that's almost like a ghost town yeah Um, well also that i think where they went was like they have like these like like almost not not cul-de-sacs but like almost cul-de-sac style like neighborhoods Mm -hmm. where it's like kind of like you have to like go into like a complex and then you drive around so i have a feeling that they drove around in those because those places are like you really don't have any people driving there well they're all people who live there and you know old people don't leave their house they have the street blocked off you can see it in the background and stuff like that and um it's clearly like a, a street that they they had permission to do, but you're right. It is some sort of canvas they actually painted and actually painted. Oh, April's saying it's north of Palm Springs. Uh, oh, I thought I, I thought I said that it was Cathedral City, so I apologize. Okay, um, thank you, April, for checking. All right. Um, okay, so so back to the uh, back to the Brandon gets hurt. Uh, then they, they the, the paramedics come. He has to go to the hospital, and I will say he has a very good. He's he's a uh, uh, he has a very good feeling about it, you know. Like he, he's like a very positive outlook while it's happening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back. Do you have anything to say about this? Brandon getting hurt. I thought it was a little weird that um, Dylan was the one to carry him to the car and not Robert. That was it. Back at the villa, Dylan feels left out, and he goes. He wants to go talk. He wants to talk to. He just announces he wants to talk to Robert. But, but then he like goes into his. Uh, his own his villa yeah and then you know and then when we see him next when Robert comes in he's com- he's dressed in a completely different outfit <laughs> like, yeah. okay uh, and then Robert goes and checks in on Brandon what I want to know is this Brandon's talking to di- to I'm sorry, Dylan's talking, Robert's talking to Brandon, sorry. Robert is talking to Brandon, Brandon's saying how, you know, like, he saw the doctor, the doctor says it's going to be a four-month to one-year process of getting better, and Robert, I'm not even joking, it's ridiculous, like, he's like, oh oh my god, Brandon, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really... (laughs) And Brandon's like, no, I'll be fine. And it's going to be a while. You know, I'm, I'm hurt. No. He was more emotional. <laughs> he was so emotional about Brandon. Hearing this news than he was when Eric told him he had HIV. Yeah, yeah you're right. He was like, and when Eric told me he had HIV, he's like, I can, we can get past this. Yeah. This is fine. And when Brandon told him about it, he's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I just, I just kind of feel like I could have done something. And, and you're like, oh, my God. He's getting very emotional about something that's like, it's not life or death. He's going to be fine. Yeah. You know? All yeah. Right. And I, he brings him like, he brings him like the shittiest gift that you would have bought in a hospital gift shop. You know? Yeah. And he puts a, a bandage on it that says little toot. toot. Yeah. Or something like that. And I just, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, here's the thing that frustrates me and, and I'll go into more in depth in this later on when I talk about why I think that Robert picked Brandon or Eric over Brandon. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but he i feel like he leads brandon on a little bit oh yeah for sure because he says you know there will be times in our relationship when you're immobile and i'm going to pick you up and then there'll be times in our relationship when i'm immobile and you have to pick me up Mm -hmm. and it's like you can't say that you know, like, like if you're, if you're not hundred percent sure mm-hmm. that there will be a relationship. Yeah. So I thought that was a little rude of him to do that. So, okay. So here's the thing is Robert, then it's so funny. Robert goes, well, I guess we're going to choose Eric for the solo date. And he invites Eric on the solo date and Eric is like, okay, I'll see you later. Bye. You know? Yeah, Eric was surprised. That's yeah. what was funny. Was Eric was like, he was like, "Would you go on a date with me?" He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Okay. Uh, I wasn't planning on it, yeah. but yeah, I guess I got to move some things around. But uh, yeah, I'll go on a solo date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so then this is when Robert goes to see Dylan, right? So right after he talks to Brandon, then he sees Eric. Says, "You want to go on a date?" Brandon, Eric's like, "Sure." Goes to get ready, I assume. And then Robert goes to see Dylan. And I will say, you and I have the same opinion here. Dylan puts it all on the line right there. He knows what's happening. He says, I want to hear, if you tell me we have a connection, then I'll pretty much stick around, right? Yeah. Um, But Robert admits that his connection with the other guys is stronger. And Dylan quits, but I thought it was going to be more dramatic. I feel, I think he knew his time was up and wanted to do it in a very mature way. And... um, I thought it was extremely mature and incredibly boring. Yeah. Like I was literally like the one time I wanted there to be drama and he was like, yeah, so I'm just going to handle this. But I will say, here's the thing. There is something going on with Dylan's face. And I know I've been saying that for a while, but seriously, he has got, he's his like, uh, I want to say right side of his face mm-hmm. is swollen. I didn't and notice this. If you look at it, look back at previous, even look at the reunion, mm-hmm. his face is completely different. Mm-hmm. He's got something going on with his face. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to add anything else because I have nothing else to add. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be put on the record. Yeah. Something's going on with Duly his face. Duly noted, Lori Roggenkamp. Duly noted. Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right. So then Robert takes Dylan's tie. It's very awkward. Like they said, like, okay, well, now we're going to do the moment where you take the tie. And so they had him set up with, like, like Dylan handing him the tie. And they went, action. But that they've been standing there for a while. It's super, super strange. It was uh, so dumb. Like, it was just like, why didn't he just hand? Like, it was such a weird. And also it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to I'm gonna pack up and leave. And he just, like, grabs his suitcase. Like, it was like, okay, this has obviously been planned. Like, yeah. can we stop pretend? Like, there wasn't even a little bit of a yeah. pack up. There was just like, all right, I'm going to grab my suitcase and go. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so on the solo date with Eric, Robert, the first thing Robert says, I love this, I wrote this line down, he goes, nice to be out of the house. Okay. Oh, oh, this was hilarious. This is literally, uh, I say you repeat. This was like call and repeat for like the first minute of their date. Oh, yeah. Well, before we get to that, yeah, I'm like, wait, it's nice to be out of a beautiful villa in Palm Springs? And yes. you and you just been like in this whirlwind vacation thing with like your like 
uh, like, well, they, he didn't live in the house. He, I don't know where he lived, but now he's in a Palm Springs villa. And yeah. he's like, oh, thank God we're out of that dump. Could you go? Let's let's just repeat the uh, you be Robert, I'll be Eric. Go to minute tw- 20 minutes, 49 I just, seconds. I can just play it. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. You out of the house? Yeah. Thank you. So today was interesting. It was an interesting day. Yeah. Poor Brandon. Yes. Yeah. Brandon. His foot. His foot. Yeah. But anyways, here we are. Yeah, I'm glad we're here. Enjoy a nice dinner together in Palm Springs. Yes. <laughs> That's the winner of... This is the winning date. This is the last solo date with Robert and the winner of Finding Prince Charming, Eric Leonardo's. <laughs> What what amazing conversation! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, so profound, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. profound. Oh my god, that was so dumb. That so I dumb. feel like that conversation made me dumber. Yeah, made me dumber. Oh my god, such a bunch of dumb people. <laughs> what a bunch of dumb people. <laughs> you know what i'm glad i'm glad we're here i'm glad we're here it's been a it's been an interesting show interesting show anyway uh yeah it, it's super uncomfortable super super awkward and um that's why this is why i'm so dubious of the choice because they i will say uh then eric does this weird sort of very planned it didn't feel natural like no uh and it was almost like robert set him up for it yeah like a very basic like i'm making this up what a movie speech sounds like and then robert goes that's exactly what i wanted to hear and then they go in the pool and have this romantic moment in the pool and they make out and then do you think the implication is there that they fucked oh yeah i think i think he had sex with robert uh brandon too oh really yeah, I think he told well, me. Well, because when we when we come on this, we come in there under the covers. Yeah, I think. I mean, at least like some like handies. Like yeah. I, I think something somebody somebody jizzed on something. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So what, what were your thoughts on the solo date with Robert and Eric? Besides the awkward moment there. Um. You know, I just <clears throat> I felt like. I just I I I'll get into it later. I just did not see any chemistry. Like for anything that was there mm-hmm. before is completely gone. You know, I think yeah. both of them might find the other person like attractive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I don't think either one of them were, you know, that into the other i think it was more just they were told that this would be a good good idea you know if they got together and you know i mean they're both attractive men Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying that it was difficult for them to like pretend Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it 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 was clear to me and i think that's why i think it was so shocking it was clear to me that he obviously cared more for rob uh brandon than for eric yeah all right, moving on. Eric gets home from the date, and he talks to Brandon. He's really nice about it. We, you and I discussed this already. And then Robert, we find out, has a date with Brandon as well. So they go on their solo date. It starts off with the two of them in bed and Robert under the covers. You can tell, though, immediately from this that they have much better chemistry with each other. Oh, yeah. Because they're just it's it's so much easier. There's no awkwardness. There's no, like... 
um, you know, this is fun. Fun. Yes. Yeah. It's um, very, very you know. natural. They they have a real, real chemistry together. And that's why – so I wrote this line that I thought was super funny. Robert starts crying, and I say he's being inauthentic as he cries about Brandon being authentic. You know? I think it's because he knew then exactly. that he wasn't going to pick – Exactly. That's what he uh, uh, Brandon. You're right. And I think, I think he really does – I think he really did like him. Yeah. And so I think it was like – he was like, you know, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you're making this really hard. Yeah. There's not really much to say about their solo day because of Brandon's injury. So they go to a dinner and it's – but they wouldn't see much of the dinner. We just say Brandon – Talking and yeah. Robert crying. Yeah, and, that's really yeah. – then Robert – And then I feel like Brandon brings up a really interesting point because at what? that point, Robert's still saying, I'm I'm still a little confused as to who I'm going to pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon goes, well, how how are you going to be less confused in a couple hours? Which is true. It's like yeah. how, how – what would ha- what, how would that change anything? Yeah. And then uh, next we see now. By the way, throughout because they don't have the control over this place that they did over the house that they had before. That we find out that uh, no, the lighting at this Palm Springs place is terrible. So now we're in Robert's hotel room. It's horrible lighting. Lance comes in. Robert cries all over again because he's talking about the decision process. It's super boring. But now it is time for the final tie ceremony. Okay. Yeah. Uh, At some. A weird grotto-like pool with stairs. When I Which, saw the stairs, I was like, oh, well, we know who won because <laughs> Brandon can't. It's probably the only reason Brandon didn't win. He's like, Robert, like, we can't Brandon go down the stairs. Also, what was really weird was I felt like they had this giant, like, uh, grass um, awning thing. I forgot what those are called. But it was like, it was like essentially, and it was, they didn't really use it. They kind of just stood beside it, but they didn't like Robert didn't come out of it. That's where I thought Robert. You know? Yeah, I thought Robert was going to come out. No, 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 no. I think um, I think Brandon exited through. No, he didn't exit through there. No, right. he exits the, from the way he came. Oh, you're right. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, they kind of just like it was like they had this really nice kind of like grassy, um, you know, awning thing that they could have used as like a you know a really cute like um i don't know thing and they just didn't use it at all and i was just like okay well that's dumb well the lighting is terrible and you can tell they're super super hot because eric oh, is brandon. Sweating. brandon and eric are sweating like pigs they must have makeup people who are only touching up um lance and robert you know yeah. because they are they're sweat free Robert and Lance. Well, I think Robert, we can tell, doesn't sweat. Okay. Like, the, you know, because we, we learned that from uh, uh, with Nick that he, mm-hmm. he just doesn't like the idea of sweating. Mm-hmm. So maybe also that's why he chose Eric was because Brandon was sweating too much. Uh, and then um, and then it's it's kind of anticlimactic. But then Robert starts crying and then he lets Rob Brandon go. He asks for his now, cry back. Do you think? Because remember, he says, "I had, I thought I had a, a who I wanted in mind, but now I'm confused again." Mm-hmm. Do you think that that meant that he um, changed who he was going to choose? Do you think that maybe he um, went with somebody else, or like he was going to choose Brandon, but then at the last minute chose Eric? Or do you think that he always was going to choose Eric? 
I think he was always going to choose Eric, and I think that's why he was crying and so emotional, was that he realized Eric would give him the best public relations, the best PR, you know, because he wanted to push his jewelry line, he wanted to push his nonprofit, he wanted to push the Robert Sepulveda brand, and he knew Eric and him together would be better on magazine covers and for better interviews and Eric's HIV status, and he saw the practical value in Eric. Right when Eric yeah. probably saw the practical value in Robert, because Eric, um, to his credit, was he he only did the show to promote HIV awareness. Okay, and so, um, and I think, but I think he really did develop much against he didn't think he would develop feelings for Brandon. And I happen to know, and I'm, it might be Jay Ellis, it might be Paul. I'm not going to say. I do know. That Paul, uh, Robert continued to speak to Brandon and Eric at the same time after the show was very conflicted about his decision, and when he came to LA to do promotion for the show, was seeing Brandon and Eric at the same time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I tell you why I thought think that he chose? Sure. I true. I I firmly. I truly believe. I think that the promotional thing is is true too. But I think. Um, it was because Brandon hurt himself. <laughs> I, I honestly think that. I think Robert has trying to been has trying to has tried to portray himself as mm-hmm. this compassionate person, mm-hmm. but deep down he is extremely vain. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, he liked the idea of of being seen with somebody who has HIV because it would make him look compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I think he was going to choose Brandon until Brandon got hurt. And then he realized that the first part of their relationship would be helping Brandon recover from this injury. And he was like, well, I could either go with Eric who will make me look good as somebody who is with somebody with a disease, but doesn't have to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Or I could go with Brandon who I, I do like, but I would have to take care of him. Mm -hmm. And I think he chose to go with Eric because, he he's just i don't think he's the type of person that can take that can take care of somebody even mm-hmm. though he wants people to see that he wants people to think that i don't think he's that kind of person mm-hmm. so that's my opinion oh, well there you go Lori's opinion any final thoughts on the episode on the season this is it Lori, on the show this is it this is the end of finding prince charming um i mean it was mostly boring mm-hmm. um uh, I will say that I thought I agree with you. I think Justin's hair was really nice in the reunion. Mm-hmm. I thought Robert's hair was crappy. I didn't like the new haircut he had. Yeah. Um. I thought the them getting when they were together, when Eric and Robert were together, and they were talking. I thought Eric looked like he was going to throw up because mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh God damn it! Now I gotta mm-hmm. continue with this." And um. Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of felt like it was, uh, it started out, it ended like it started out with a thud. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. I do have a feel. it was, Finding Prince Charming nagged at me. Three years ago when the show aired, you know, I did it with two other co-hosts and we, 
I, it's funny, and I'm going to say two, I'm going to be saying two conflicting things. One is I am so proud I came back and finished this show. It was always nagging at me. I'd never started a show and then just given up and not finished it. So it always nagged at me that I'd never finished this show. So I'm so proud that we finished a show, that we did the show, that it's covered, it's complete. I can always say it was done. But uh-huh. that, that said, Daniel, Adam, and I quit the show. We quit covering the show after episode four and i think we said something along the lines of like well all the interesting people are gone it's just gonna be super boring and we're busy you know and i think that was not a bad choice (laughs) like i like really after episode four i mean i guess maybe one more with the masquerade ball but after masquerade ball all the episodes blend together six seven and eight are the same episode to me yeah, there, there's no I, I honestly feel like you could have done after episode four, you could have done one solid episode and then the finale. Yeah. Um, also, again, Lance Bass was useless. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we take away anything, it was that Lance. And, and I will say this. I don't necessarily think that was his fault. No. I think he genuinely, like in the reunion, he's genuinely trying. I mean, mm-hmm. he's terrible at it, but he's genuinely trying. Mm-hmm. But they really just didn't give him anything to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I felt I felt like he was useless and uh, Robert was useless. Oh, Robert's a horrible, horrible, horrible person, a horrible human being. And honestly, even Sam and Chad I have a little compassion for. Right, um, and um, Sam the least of all of them, but uh, but even a little bit of compassion, right? But for most of the con- for mo- the most part, I liked all of the contestants. You know, the only person I think is a horrible human being, Robert Sepulveda Jr. I honestly think it would have been a thousand times better show if Robert wasn't on the show and they just had those guys, yeah, trying to date and see if they could find love. See if they could find. Love. And it wouldn't be I funny if everyone paired like off. Everyone paired off. I'm better show. Everyone paired off except Danique. <laughs> Poor Danique. Or Danique and who's the other guy? Uh, Jason. Yeah. Everybody pairs off except for Danique and Jason, and then they don't even want to. Yeah, they just kind of awkwardly leave the house. <laughs> they don't want to be with each other, so yeah. they're just like, "Okay, see you later, bye." <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh, and then Charlie is just in the background, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, Charlie! Charlie's Charlie still here." here. They, they lock him in the house, like, well, no one's left in the house. And he's like, guys, and that's the end of the whole series. Okay, yeah. Lori, any other thoughts? Can we wrap up, finally, <sighs> Finding Prince Charming? Any last things? Finally, going, going once. Speak uh, now or forever hold your peace. You know, I, I feel like part of me wants to say that I'll miss this show. Um, but then that's not true. I would be lying. Um, I think I just miss the making fun of the show because it's so bad. But this show has actually helped me um, come to terms with something, which is that I am a podcast escort. I do podcasts. Way too many podcasts. I love how Lori bitches me in private and on the fucking show that she does too many podcasts and I'm trying to end this fucking show and she won't let me end it. Another thing. Um, 
<laughs> I just, uh, I have one final thing to yeah. say. Mary, was it worth it? <laughs> well, that's going to sure. do it for this podcast called Fighting Prince Charming. It was a frustrating but very fun experience, and we hope that you were entertained by our recap. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Mary, was it worth it? Lori Roggenkamp has two other podcasts. The first is the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori, and the other is called Queering Time and Space. You can find both of those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Picklemyth. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. You can follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>